0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm in High Point, North Carolina, with a very special guest by the name of Jagger Jones. Jagger, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have the clutch in, and are you ready to release it?
1: I am ready to go.
0: All right. You're always ready to go, because you're a racer, and we're going to learn a lot more about you in a moment. But first, I want you to tell me one little thing that maybe people don't know about you.
1: Um, I think... One thing that a lot of people do know, but some don't, obviously, if you're just getting to know me, I think the first thing that a lot of people think about me is that I'm a grandson of a very legendary racing family. My grandpa winning the Indy 500 Parnelli Jones all the way back in 1963, had a great successful career in all of motorsports and as a team owner as well, and then followed my dad's footsteps up as well. He was a race car driver, and um, now I'm just paving my own path.
0: You've got some big shadows to walk in, my young friend, but that's okay because it sounds like you're doing a pretty good job and you've got some wonderful mentors in your life as well. So uh, your dad, of course, being the famous PJ Jones uh, that everybody knows in racing. So, uh wow, what a legacy, but what fun, but what uh, a lucky young man you are to have men like that around you to help guide you and give you some uh, direction and uh, purpose, and uh, I think it's cool that you're following in their footsteps in many, many ways. Let me give you a proper introduction, and we're going to dive into what's going on in your world. Jagger Jones is a 19-year-old racer who in 2019 was awarded the NASCAR Rising Star of the Year Award after his strong rookie season in the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West. He finished second in the championship winning in Roseville and earned Rookie of the Year honors following a childhood of watching his father and grandfather race. He drove a go-kart at the young age of six and won national karting championships, granting him races in Europe, which is very cool. He took NASCAR's California 2017 Rookie of the Year at just the age of 14. His passion and success extends both on and off the track as he earned a spot on the Dean's List as a student at High Point University in business and fellowship programs. And like he said, as if his last name sounds a little bit familiar, he does come from the legend legendary parnelli jones family pj jones of course that uh, grandfather of his won the uh, 1963 indy 500 and went on to running race teams and all sorts of great things we'll be back in just a moment but first a word from our valued sponsors so give them a little listen and we'll be right back buckle up we're at the track with jagger jones Covercraft's newest five-layer indoor cover is especially engineered for indoor use, providing maximum dust protection when your vehicle's stored in the garage. Your five-layer indoor cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form, and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Even if your vehicle is always inside, dust and fallout can damage the paint, and an extra layer of soft, Breathable material protects from accidental bumps and rubs. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover custom fit to fit the car like a glove. And I have a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your order plus free shipping. That's right. 10% off and free shipping. Simply use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. So, uh, Jagger, let's dive a little deeper into the corner before we talk about what's happening this year, because you're going from basically closed wheel to open wheel, which is very exciting. I want to talk a little bit about your past, because growing up in a family around racing, you're almost destined to be a race car driver. But sometimes young people go, I don't want to do that. I want to do something different. But for you, it sounds like racing is in your blood.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when I was younger, I was played all the sports you can imagine, baseball, football, basketball, grew up pretty normal childhood. And when I was about six for my birthday, my dad gave me a go kart. Um, I'd ridden dirt bikes, watching racing has was one of my biggest favorite things to do as a kid. So racing was always in my mind, but I got a go kart. Went out to practice just a couple of years, but never really thought about getting into racing myself. My mom wasn't super pushy on it. Neither <laughs> yeah. was my dad or any of my family, just because they've lived in the sport for so long and it wasn't something they were really wanting me to do. They just wanted me to do whatever I wanted to do. And once I got a little bit more track time in the go-kart, just practice here and there, I got a bigger size go-kart when I was about nine and we were at the track and someone was talking about the, a race coming up the next weekend. And I talked to my parents and my mom somehow into just this one race. Let's just try it out, see how it goes. Yeah. And one thing led to another. And about six months later, we were driving out from Arizona, where we lived, to Riverside Adams Motorsports Park for the first regional race of the year. Um, so one thing just led to the next. And um, I was fully on board. In about two three months of I want to be a race car driver. If I didn't already have that mind as a kid growing up watching my family at the racetrack, watching uh, NASCAR, Indy, IndyCar, all sorts of racing on TV, and once once I did my first race, I knew it was all I wanted to do.
0: I imagine that drive home was your mom and dad going, "Well, here we go. Uh, I think the kid's been bit, right?" And that's yep, what's exactly gonna, that's what's going to happen. Well, this is really exciting. I want to talk a little bit about last year? Because if I've got this right, you were driving the number six car for Ford. It was a Ford for Sunrise Ford Racing. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So in 2019 is the year that I ran that. So we did really well that season and COVID, a couple of things led to the next. Um, didn't have a lot of plans. Did a couple late model races, 2020. And then this year kind of took a little different path from what I'd been racing the previous couple of years in the NASCAR route mm-hmm. and kind of just took a overall basis look of everything. And Uh, A lot of opportunity on the road to Indy side. They have a great up-and-coming program uh, where they really help you progress as a driver. And I grew up racing go-karts over in Europe. A lot of people that I raced against are in the road to Indy, on the path to F1. Uh, More of a similar that style racing What I first started in. And obviously my grandpa and our whole family having a lot of history in the the Indy car world definitely helped. And um, just found some opportunities over here. And um, now next year looking to... Or we, I am racing the USF 2000 series, which is one of the first steps of the Road to Indy program.
0: Well, that's very cool. You're going to be with Cape Motorsports, is that right?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, very cool. So let's talk about the excitement of that, because going from closed wheel, open wheel racing, very different kind of racing, but how has that transition been for you?
1: So yeah, it's been definitely interesting for sure. For sure. The go-kart um, experience growing up, racing in Europe and all over the U.S., Uh, definitely has helped in that it's not like i've only raced on ovals in my career so that was definitely a help but just the differences in cars are so extreme a heavy-bodied stock car um, where you're really patient you're driving like with an eggshell under your throttle and even the brake pedal at at a lot of times just being so careful saving the tires just being really patient throughout the races and then pushing at the end where the open wheel car for me i have to go in there a whole different mentality have to really push the brake pedal like The brakes are so much more aggressive and you can be so much more aggressive uh, with the braking, just everything. Um, So that's been a definitely a learning curve for sure. But testing has been going really well so far. And I think just me being able to drive a lot of different types of cars from legends on road courses uh, to off-road stuff to even some midgets, uh, I think just all of that has helped me make a transition into a new car it's not like i've just driven one thing my whole career so i'm I'm used to adapting and uh, that's really paid off in these testing this last couple weeks
0: that's very exciting when is your first race
1: so the first race this year is st petersburg it's the last weekend of february so all of our races are with on the indycar schedule this year Um, we go to eight different tracks that they all go to On the same weekends so saint pete is the first one
0: very cool well with your grandfather having raced and won the indy 500 is that a goal for you is to race in that race is that something you've put out there as a carrot for yourself
1: yes the indy 500 is definitely number one on my bucket list number one list on the goals uh to win one day
0: absolutely and is any car racing a big part of that then other than just that race is to race in that series
1: Yeah, I think just kind of the transition I've made right now, the the goal is IndyCar um, in the next couple of years. The road to Indy, so I'm racing the USF 2000 series, followed by that is the Indy Pro, then Indy Lights, then IndyCar. So I think one, maybe two years in one of the series, but most likely as I'm 19 now, a little bit older than a lot of people get started in this series. um, I think the real outline goal is one year in each series and full-time IndyCar.
0: Very cool. Are there or have there been some great disadvantages for you having a grandfather and a father with names like the Jones? Any disadvantages there in your mind or has it been all a great advantage for you having been around the racing world and the racing life your your entire life basically?
1: Um I think mostly mostly advantages, but this has kind of faded away once you kind of get up the ranks a little bit, but you kind of have that like stigma on your shoulder, especially racing at the younger, lower levels where they see this guy come in and they say, oh, that's whoever, whoever's any famous race car driver's grandson or kid. And they just expect kind of you've been handed everything, which isn't necessarily the case for me at all. I pretty much paving the way of all my racing um, on my own. And obviously with the pe- people who helped me, but it's a very personally driven and I work hard to, to make it happen um personally so it just hasn't been the case and i don't think that's really hurt anything in my racing but obviously like you just kind of get that feeling and you know and some small experiences kind of show that Uh, but that's kind of faded away as you move up to the ranks racing becomes more professional there's you're racing it's other more people who oh that's sebastian or yeah that's like someone else's famous famous race car driver's son or family so that kind of fades away as you go, and there's no real dis- disadvantages, but that was more of a prominent part when you're I was younger.
0: I would see that. I've had a lot of sons of famous racers. The Lion Dykes have been on the show, The Hills, and several others, and I heard very much the same thing, that in some ways there's this expectation, but in other ways, probably an advantage that, I think you see it, but I would see it definitely, just being in the environment and knowing what the environment of racing is like versus somebody that's never been in that environment and has getting to that point like it never been you know at an indie race or on one of these tracks or something like that uh it, like i said at the beginning it's a bit in your blood you've got a little bit of motor oil running in your veins i think
1: yeah absolutely and um definitely want to take it away and like I said, I just grew up at the racetrack, grew up watching my, my family race, grew up off roading and building razors and driving in the desert, doing off road races, um, going to Nascar, IndyCar races. So it's just been in my blood. Like that's I wake up, I think about racing, I fall asleep thinking about racing, and it's been that way really since I had toy cars and that's what I was focusing on back then. So it just been a part of my
0: life. It's very cool. Now, I always like to ask my guests about what I call driving inspirations, mentors, influential people in their lives. It's pretty obvious the answer here would be your father and your grandfather, I would think. But is there someone else or others that have also been very helpful to you uh, in this path that you're taking uh, to get to Indy? Yeah, someone who I've
1: always looked up to and been fortunate enough to know uh, most of my life is Jimmy Johnson. Um, he's been a help, especially, uh, when I was doing the, the NASCAR stuff, he was a big help and he's kind of mentored me a little bit. Now we, I joked around with him. I'm like, I'm stalking you. I'm following you now over to the IndyCar side of things. Um, so he's been a big help. Uh, another one who's been a big help, especially recently in this transition is Mike Cole. He's been paving some connections, um, helping me out kind of almost working as like management being a little bit and his help has been really appreciated. And I don't, I don't think I would be doing this without him. So um, he's been a huge help. And there's so many people that I've looked up to and paid path along the way on my path, but those are really the first two that stand out to me.
0: That's great. Nice to have people like that around you that aren't family members because Mm -hmm. they can give you a whole nother perspective because you've always got that bias with the family members Mm -hmm. and they're going to be more protective of you as well versus maybe, Pushing you out there a little harder than your comfort zone allows for, which is what everybody needs to be uh, have done to them, I think, to be successful yes. in their career and their life, which is cool. If you were going to advise other young people that want to become race car drivers, what are a couple words of wisdom you would give them? Um, I
1: think the biggest thing is just try to get in and drive as many different things as you po- as you possibly can, even if your goal is NASCAR and you get an opportunity to go. To the Lucas Oil Race School or any type of other type of racing, and you're like, oh, but I want to race NASCAR. It really helps. That's what I've noticed in my career. Driving anything, even like simulator, driving different cars on a on your racing, similar i racing, just being well rounded driver leads you to so many more skills and even so many more opportunities. Yes, you might go this way, this way, this way to reach your end goal. It's you'll learn a lot more and you'll be a lot more experienced and gain a lot more connections by doing that rather than just kind of paving one path. It's not a direct racing. We've noticed it's not like a college. It's not like trying to make it into the NFL where you play high school, then college, then NFL, and it's a direct path. Racing is so spread wide with all the different series and um, all different types of cars, all different types of racing. It's not really like that. Like You kind of have to um, try to gain a little bit everywhere you can um, and make the most of every opportunity you're given.
0: Yeah. Sounds like great advice. What about endurance racing? Is that something you also maybe have your eye on?
1: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed. That's really one thing I haven't done much is sports car racing, really. Um, But I think there's this path I'm going on now. um, The Formula Road Course IndyCar series kind of ties pretty hand in hand Mm -hmm. um, with a lot of the endurance racing. You see a lot of the guys crossing over um, to do the bigger races. Lamar 24 hours of Daytona. And I think that's definitely in hopes in the next couple of years. I think once um, I get a year or so, or later this year, once I have some success in some Formula stuff, road course racing, I think some more opportunities will open there and definitely something I'm looking forward to doing.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see you out there. I love to watch endurance racing. And you look at some of the race car drivers that have driven all different kinds of cars. That's definitely on their portfolio. Uh, obviously, Le Mans, uh, Daytona, Sebring, I mean, all these endurance races, which uh, it's just more seat time, right? And it sounds like you kind of get into a rhythm, if you will, of these races, which uh, can't hurt any of your skill sets.
1: No, absolutely not at all. And um, I think the endurance stuff is a whole different challenge. Like you said, the consistency, the hours working with teammates, um, let's say like you want the car set up this way and your teammate likes it this way. You got to kind of find the middle ground where you, yeah. where I've never had to do really in my life too much. So that'll be pretty crazy. The only sort of endurance racing I've done is, uh, some of the off-road racing. Oh, uh, but obviously that's a lot different. I was actually able to, um, I saw your Don Perdome was on the show, yeah. snake, a couple weeks ago. And yeah. I actually did an off-road race. Me and him really? drove the Nora 1000. Oh my gosh. Like I think it was 2018 or 2019 or 2018. I did both those years, but one of them was actually me and the snake. We were like, I was almost, I think the youngest competitor and he was the besides my brother and he was the oldest. So it yeah. was a pretty cool um, experience doing that.
0: Wow. You know, that must've been amazing. A mm-hmm. guy, a legacy. I mean, I was building the snake model cars when I was Literally in grade school and to be able to have him on my show and talk with him, same with Don Garlitz has been on my show, uh, legendary racers like uh, Vic Elford. I've been on my show that were endurance racers, raced all the Porsche 917s. I sit here and I get to talk to these guys and I pinch myself going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm talking to these guys about their careers. And I've known about them since I was a little kid. But for you to get to sit next to that guy and do an endurance race in the desert, how fun that must have been. Let me ask you this, since you brought it up. If you had to pick one thing about that experience that really sticks in your head, what is it?
1: Well, I think it was kind of a pretty... It was a great experience, but it was a pretty rough week. (laughs) I don't think it was a whole week of racing. And the first or second night we had some turbo. Well, we know they're turbo issues now, but we, so the race, how the race goes, you race five days, you sleep every night, but you're pretty much out all day going from location to location to the next stop. And we, once we got to every spot, we just were like almost up all night, every night Trying to figure out what was wrong with the car because we were having it was kind of going into limp limp mode after a while and we were limited to like 50 miles an hour or something so it was just brutal to even complete some of the days getting out refueling seeing if that would help um, just grinding through the race no top speed and then getting back trying to fix it and then you got to get up 8 a.m next day and don was right there the whole time like what i've learned from that experience is i want to be like this i want to be like don when i'm his age I want to be out there doing stuff like that, learn, still experiencing life, not just say, Oh, I've done this in my career. Like I'm done. Like he ex- made it to the top of his sport, um, and his type of racing. And now he's out getting experiences, doing something else. Um, not even just that he's always out doing something and, um, coming into races. He came to my race, uh, one of my races when I was out in Southern California and I think he's coming out to some this year. Just I think that's the biggest thing I took away from that experience.
0: Oh, what fun. You know, when I had Don Garlitz on the show, he said something that's always stuck with me and it reminded me of my dad because my dad was constantly working, never put his feet up or relaxed. Uh, And what Don Garlitz said was, you know what? I'll have plenty of time to sleep when I'm dead.
1: Yep. So I, I think uh, Don lives by a pretty similar motto.
0: Yeah, I think so. We're going to take a short break and thank our sponsors again when we come back. I want to talk about maybe one of the biggest challenges that you've faced in your racing career so far. So keep the seatbelts strapped on tight. We'll be right back. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code cars, yeah when you subscribe, and they'll give you ten dollars off. Boom! Linkage geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at linkagemag.com. Autogeeks Blackfire SIO2 Spray Sealant. It's a spray-on, wipe-off sealant that's quick, safe, and easy to clean and protect your vehicles. I love using it on all my cars. AutoGeek's Blackfire SiO2 spray sealant is a spray-on wipe-away sealant that uses SiO2 ingredients to provide a slick, brilliant, and long-lasting shine. Silicon dioxide is known to be one of the most effective ingredients in car care products, and Blackfire spray sealant takes advantage of every stunning feature it has to offer. This sealant will protect your paint from road film, dirt, and other common contaminants while providing an impeccable, long-lasting hydrophobic surface that forces water to sheet and bead on your paint for months. Go to autogeek.net to get yours and for the best product selections on the internet today along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. Check them out today. So let's talk about this. Now you're, you're a young guy. I mean, from my side of the fence, you're a super young guy, but I would imagine since you've been racing for so long that there's maybe been one huge challenge and maybe there was even a big failure or a time when you thought maybe racing isn't for me. I don't know. I'd love for you to share whatever that experience was, but more importantly, what was the lesson that it taught you so that you can move forward in a very positive way?
1: Really? It's pretty recent. So like, like I was talking about a little bit earlier on the show, once COVID happened, I had a pretty good schedule lined up to go do some arca racing even possibly some tr- option of doing some truck races and the people we had helping once the whole covid thing happened shut down racing a lot of uncertain certainty before our season because our season hadn't started started up just so the races i was planning on doing um i think the first was was until april and the whole covid thing hit beginning of march didn't have everything completely signed yet but it was looking really good to have a good year that year And once that happened, everything kind of just went out the window of what we had planned. Didn't really race much in 2020, except for a couple late model races here and there, just to some friends and some people who had connections when I raced late models before. Um, So I didn't race that. Went off to college. Um, I didn't really know, like, I was really trying with the racing. But as a lot of us know, racing isn't a just show up and drive type of sport these days. It takes a lot of financial support. And that was really challenging, really, the last year and a half, Um, especially with the COVID. um, Once that cleared up, I hadn't raced in a little while, so it's kind of like you're not on the radar as much as you were before. So I think that was been really like the biggest challenge. Like I didn't know if I was ever really going to race at the level I wanted to um, ever again. But I didn't, I didn't ever really put that in my mind. Like it was, I knew it was a possibility, but I didn't try to think about that. I just tried to thought like, what can I do to keep putting myself in the best chance to be able to get back? And that's really what's kind of clicked this year. Uh, We made some changes like now I'm going like we've been talking about going to the road to Indy series. So it's a little different, but I'm really looking forward to it. I think that's the biggest challenge. I think what I've learned from that is you don't know when your last race is going to be. So when I'm going to this year, like I'm going to race every race, like every lap, like my career depends on it. Doing everything I can uh, to maximize this opportunity. um, And hopefully that's going to lead to the next ones.
0: Sounds like a great philosophy. My listeners know this. uh, Ayrton Senna is one of my big racing heroes when I look back at all the racing I've watched in my life. And I even have a quote of his, which reminds me of kind of what you've just said. It's on my business card. And his quote is, the past is just data. I only see the future. And you think about his style of racing, very aggressive, very out there. But as soon as he was done, he was always looking way ahead, just like a race mm-hmm. car driver has to look way down the track, not where he is. So I think you're on a very good track. When, I, when you think about your bucket list, your big, giant wish for yourself and your career, is the Indy 500 that for you? Or is there something else out there that is your big, hairy, audacious goal, to quote uh, Jim Collins' good to great book?
1: I think, so NG500, winning the Indy 500 uh, stacks first. That, that is the goal. Even when I was running the NASCAR stuff, I really always wanted to race the Indy 500 I was thinking I, it might be hard to win coming from a full-time NASCAR driver, but I was still had the goal of 100% competing in the Indy 500 um, I think behind that is competing in, like I want to compete in a lot of different professional races is probably later in my career. Um, real focus is IndyCar when Indy 500 IndyCar championship. But I think it would be super cool to do something like Alonso, even Jimmy Johnson a little bit where I can go race the Daytona 500, um, 24 hours of Daytona, 24 hours of Le Mans, the Dakar. Um, I think those races, those like, I think it would be really cool to experience like the top level of a lot of different forms of racing. Um, uh, probably wouldn't be till later in my career after I've completed my main goals, Indy 500 IndyCar championship. Yeah. But I think it would be super cool to be get those experience, kinda of do like how my grandpa and Mario and Jetty kinda of race at AJ Foyt. They raced NASCAR races, they raced IndyCar. My grandpa went owned an F1 team, raced Transam just kind of get a wide variety of racing i think it'd be really cool you i think you'd learn a lot about yourself and our sport
0: yeah no kidding well there's a great saying the world is your oyster young man uh it's yours to take so uh i have no doubt you're going to get to experience all those great things in your career path a great vision and a great bucket list you've got there i love to ask my guests about a special vehicle in their life now in your case you've raced a variety of different vehicles so far not a vast variety but is there one vehicle that really stands out for you and and if so why and tell me a little story about it that right.
1: Well, I think any race car that you drive is already race in race and is already special to you. And if you win, it's even a little bit more special. So I, I can't really think of one race car that I've driven that really stands out as super special. But I was able to drive. It was actually a replica version of my grandpa's 1963 Indy 500 winning El cahoon um, So I was able to drive that a couple years ago back at Gateway. A man named Bob Dix. Was it generous enough to let me drive it um, when I was out racing the Arca series? So it was just really cool to be able to experience what it was like to drive a car, exact replica of what my grandpa raced back in the day. Just the experience of being so like vulnerable in the car, feeling like your head sticking above the roll cage, (laughs) your whole chest, your whole body is exposed, barely any seatbelt or anything, just a normal leather seat. Just that feeling, even if you're sitting in it, once you start moving going near 100 miles an hour you're like oh like and and they were race these like competitively like a guy would get like close to me or something because it, it was a vintage race uh-huh. and i was like oh like this is sketchy like i i haven't really felt this like you feel so product protected modern day race car and i think that was experience was really cool that car's obviously really special That um, my grandpa was able to Um, achieve history with and um, that's the one that stands out to me
0: Uh, you know yeah i I raced finished cars for 12 years and one of the things that always worried me about racing vintage cars was you are so vulnerable i raced a lotus 18 so you were so far out there and i always thought man if if I ever hit a wall or somebody creams me, uh, this is going to be bad. And so, and then I was in a sports racer, a Lola T290. And even that with a monocoque, you're just so open and vulnerable. Of course, Indy, you know, vintage racing, everyone's pretty careful. Nothing like the kind of yeah, stuff you of do. Of
1: course. My, my grandpa, this isn't a word-for-word word quote, but it's somewhere on the long lines. He's like, I survived the first time. Why would I want to do it again? <laughs> that's it's thought on vintage racing. Uh, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, i tell you, people like your grandfather and even your father, I mean, those guys that raced those cars back in the day, uh, braver than brave. Uh, some say they were <laughs> crazier than crazy, but uh, mm-hmm. that's all they had. That was it, right? Um, yep. you know yeah so they're gonna
1: even be saying that about us these days there's gonna be maybe, some new technology maybe um, someday. In a couple of years which is awesome yeah. they're gonna be like oh how did you race before this and but that was really sketchy when they raced.
0: oh gosh i i just i yeah. can't i look at some of those races uh old videos and i just go i can't mm-hmm. believe they did that uh yeah lost a lot of great people in those ty- those yep. days as well which was a tragedy but yeah those daring young men and those flying machines as they say i'm gonna be your car psychologist here okay so i want you to sit sit back on the couch and think about this question. I don't think anyone's probably ever asked you this and they probably never will. It's kind of a silly question, but it gets a little deep into your mind. If you were manifest as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive yourself, the man in the mirror. What kind of a car, race car, maybe, would you be, but more importantly, why?
1: Um, What, race car?
0: Well, it could be a race car or it could be a street car. This is more about your personality manifest into a machine.
1: I think I would be a formula one car okay just like a modern day formula one car because there's a lot of technology that goes into them and for some reason in my head i'm just thinking like i'm a very logical very thought out person like i do everything very thought i don't just kind of go in and as kids these days would say send it i'm trying to think of a better a better word so i'm very methodical very think about everything and i think that they've got a lot of technology that goes into there they don't just tighten a bolt and say oh i hope it's good to go they've got yeah million sensors a million things and um i try not to hold myself back too much uh with that mentality i try to use it to my um strength but i I think i when i was reading this outline i thought i was totally reading the question wrong i i thought you were talking about like what part of a car you'd be okay Uh, we can go there as a a
0: secondary answer
1: no i think a formula one car is a pretty good answer um just because all the technology and all the uh, precautionary actions and how thought out they are like particular every single little part um, on an f1 car is and i think mm-hmm. that's kind of how i think in my brain um, i'm very methodical very le- when i'm racing especially very looking into the future predicting the future um, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's a good example
0: if i could put you in an f1 car is that a series you'd like to race in
1: yeah i mean i think f1's just cool how you know when you get in an f1 car you can go to any track and be breaking the track record. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I've always thought of F1, um, just the peak of cars, like yeah. what we as humans
0: are making. Yeah, a- amazing series. Very, very cool. about a book? I always like to ask my guests if there's a book they've read they'd like to share. This could be a finance book, could be a car book, it could be a self-help book, some kind of book you really enjoyed.
1: Two that come to mind, I think the first one would be Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently read that. Um, I thought I really liked a lot of it. Just not necessarily that it pertains the most to racing, but I think it pertains a lot to how to create opportunities for yourself, um, which goes along right now in the in just the racing world in general, Yeah, um, and even personal business life. Uh, I'm a business student at High Point, North Carolina. I want to be involved um, off the track in a lot of different business things uh, that I'm working on and plan to do in the future. Um, so that's def- definitely one that I think everyone should read. And then my grandpa's book was really interesting. Um, I read that a few years ago when I was younger, and I, I really liked that Bones uh, wrote it. Really well written. Um, just kind of gave me a, a lot, a lot of uh, understanding of my family history that I didn't have.
0: Was that his autobiography?
1: Um, it was. Well, Bones wrote it, but it was. It was yeah, the biography. On my grandpa. your grandpa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I'll make sure I put both these uh, books on Jagger's show notes page so you can have links. Yeah, Think and Grow Rich is one of those books I think every young person should Mm -hmm. read. I pick it up and reread it over the years. It's been on my shelf since I was in college way back when. So, Uh, And a lot of people, they hear the title and they think, oh, it has to do with making money only and so forth. Mm -hmm. But whole different, more philosophical in many, many ways. Yeah,
1: and it's just cool that something that was written, obviously it's been updated, but something that was... Written in the age where you think of the Carnegie's and the JP Morgan's still pertains to our lives.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's well, it's like racing. It's all up in your skull. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is in your head. So I'm going to let you go on the ultimate drive here, which means I'm one of those sponsors that has an open checkbook. You can pick any car in the world. I will buy it for you. You can be with anybody in the world, living or deceased. That opens up the uh, avenues here for a lot. And you can be driving anywhere you want in this vehicle. So what does the ultimate drive look like for a guy like you? Well,
1: I think I kind of already spoiled this uh, <laughs> answer this question. Yeah. I was, so I think an F1 car is definitely a big goal of mine to drive track first one that comes to mind is probably spa yeah just going through the first couple of corners how cool that would be um just a great track in general yeah. something where like you think of f1 you either think of monaco spas up there yeah. i think monaco would be a little if it, i had one chance to drive an f1 car i think a monaco would be a little too tight couldn't really push it to what, what i'd want to so i'd say spa
0: yep
1: hopefully i would be driving that I'd, i mean i haven't seen a two seat f1 car yet but so yeah i think that'll be a goal of mine hopefully i'll um, have that opportunity one day
0: you know i have no doubt that you will i tell you what i have seen i have seen a three-seat ferrari f1 car really i was at the ferrari factory at their cliente program mm-hmm. for three days oh, and that's back, awesome. back in their room they had this room full of vintage ferrari f1 cars and i was talking to one of the mechanics and i walked by and he said have you ever seen one of these and there were two of them sitting there and they had a center seat for the driver and then two passenger seats just kind of on each side set back so it was very wide mm-hmm. uh, i'd never seen that's anything awesome. like i've seen the indy cars crazy. like that mario yeah, the drives two-seater. people in mm-hmm. yeah but never seen a three-seater that way now Let's narrow this just a little bit because I want to know what kind of car to get you. Uh, if you had to pick from the F cars from this past season, F1 cars, I should say, which F1 car would you pick?
1: Uh, Probably the Red Bull. I'm yeah. a big Max Verstappen's fan. When I was racing go-karts over in Europe, he was like on his last year and just moving up to his first year of cars. Yeah, That experience where he came, all of them came from karting, but I actually got to see Max race a little bit in karting, um, which was pretty cool. And I I think and he won the championship this year. So, you know, it's the the best or if not second best car out there. So, you know, it'd be my pick.
0: Nice choice, young man. Well, before I let you go, could you share maybe a success quote, a mantra or some words of inspiration as we venture off into the new year of racing?
1: So this quote's from my grandpa. It's kind of what he's taught me his whole life. But this written quote kind of really sums it up well. It goes, first of all, you can teach somebody to drive a race car. What you can not teach them is the desire and will to win you know you've got to have that kick butt type attitude and if you don't have it you know you're going to be a lesser driver and there are a lot of drivers out there that are just lacking a little bit of that desire and that will to win and that's something like i've always lived by not only on the racetrack but just in life if you want something you got to put full effort into it you got to have that desire and I've lived that my whole life with everything but I think it really pertains to racing. Um you can teach someone how to drive but being like a competitor and a winner it's something you got to have to you want you have to have in yourself. Um and I've kind of always anything I'm racing I kind of just go in with that mentality like I'm here to win. If I'm not here to win then I don't think I should be here at all. So I think that's what I'm going into this year with and hopefully keep that mentality through all of life.
0: Put that down into about four words. You got to wanna yep exactly (laughs) that's that's it yeah great quote from your your grandpa that's awesome how can people follow your career and uh, keep up with you these days
1: so i'm on instagram it's my instagram is j the number six then g-g-e-r so it's basically my name with a number six instead of an a and then i'm on facebook jagger jones racing twitter jagger jones you can all find it pretty easily these days. Yeah. I think that's it. Mo- our races are going to be, I think they're live streamed this year, mm-hmm. um, through the road to Indy app. Uh, and we race eight times this year, St. Pete, Barber, Indianapolis, we race on the road course there. And then we race at IRP in Indy on the oval a couple yeah. weeks later before the Indy 500 Friday before the Indy 500. Nice. And we go to road America, mid Ohio, Toronto, Portland. Um, so we have a really good schedule this year all with IndyCar. If you're, Add any IndyCar races this year. Look at the schedule. We'll be racing sometimes that weekend, um, most of the races. So that's pretty much got all of them.
0: There you go. Can't wait to follow you, Jagger. Uh, best wishes with your studies as well, because you're in the middle of also doing school. Yes. So you got oh. that combination and complexity to add in your life. So uh, very proud of what you're doing, young man. Uh, thank you for spending some time with us today. We wish you the best season, uh, the best success, good health. This is going to be a fun one. No doubt you're on your way to many, many wins. Uh, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and sharing your experiences with us as well. Until you and I talk again, we'll see you at the racetrack.
1: Well, thank you. you thanks for having
0: me on you're welcome thank you being a professional automotive technician today requires an understanding of technology computers and electrical systems that are highly advanced and very complex cars is pleased to support tech force foundation it's one of our charities of choice and its efforts to help young people pursue the technical education and careers as automotive techs through scholarships, grants, and good old-fashioned hands-on experience with cars, trucks, boats, and more, TechForce and Carsia yeah are working to connect young people with viable careers in the automotive sector. Join us by visiting techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars yeah. Drive on over to Carsia.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun.